You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome to the Morning Startup, where we believe you can develop neural pathways that will awaken you to a full heart and clear mind. Live with joy, health, and success. I'm your host, Michael Oliver, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Deborah Dyack and Maria Gosher. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I am super excited today. So we have a special guest in the studio today that we're going to be talking about some very interesting things. Um, and I'm going to have Deborah introduce her. But before we get to that, I build a little bit of anticipation here. So, But I wanted to kind of wrap this, put some context around our interview today. Um, as we had mentioned in previous episodes, the Mentation Touchstones, which – uh, we've talked about previously, and just to kind of bring us around to what those are, has to do with the touchstones of meditation, mindfulness, breath, sound, and intuition. And uh, we've talked in the past about in- incorporating uh, these practices as a group um, into each of your practices because they can create very powerful intended outcomes. And in order to do that, we think about being more comprehensive in our in each of our approaches and in part of that is to understand how to take care of the physical body and the brain in order to gain the greatest benefit of these practices. So in other words, the body mind must be in optimal health in order to gain the greatest benefit from these practices. Therefore, it's of critical importance to understand the role of nutrition and in support of our physical and mental emotional health. So it's important to know, and all of you may know this or you may not, but all nutrition is not equal. So to help understand what makes up the types of foods that will best complement the touchstones, especially meditation, we are honored to have with us today Tamia Dominic-Smith. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. There are so much valuable information that Tamia is going to share with us today. And... Um, and not only how we can better our mental and emotional health, but also our physical health. So before we move forward into her interview, I'm going to throw it over to Deborah, and you can share a little bit more about Tamia's background. Thank you. I was so it's such a joy. Um, it was a gift meeting Tamia, and I knew the minute we started talking about mindation and some of the valuable reasons why we exist. She jumped right in and started talking about food. And I said, oh, my goodness, would you mind sharing this? I mean, I I know food is important, obviously, but I didn't know that there are foods that support meditation and there are certain foods that support other aspects of our life. And and so when she started talking, I just knew that we'd love to have her on as a guest um, the interesting thing, I met her through family, and, and now she really is family <laughs> with, with, with all of us. She's born and raised in Hungary. In 2001, she graduated um, as a Russian major. I don't know how many languages she speaks, <laughs> but I know she speaks. She does so many things that are amazing. We could probably have 50 shows, but this one's focused on nutrition. In 2002, she became certified a certified Alexander teacher. It's an Alexander technique, a body awareness designed to promote well-being, which is something that I would love to learn from her at one some point. And I don't know, it, it's very similar to... Um, other arts. I'm trying to think. What is the energy art that I'm I'm working with with 
with Rob. Good morning, Rob. If you're oh, Reiki. There. Reiki. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's, and probably different, but similar with the energy. Um, she also moved to Brazil in 2006 and she became a body talk practitioner. And that's a holistic approach to healing based on proven principles of energy medicine. Um, it's an integrative pr- approach to healthcare by supporting body's own natural healing mechanisms. Um, in 2008, she learned Mindscape, which is a set of abilities for life enhancing a particular state of mind. It increases creativity and balanced thinking. In 2018, she finished Feng Shui course, um, The Art of Using Energy, to focus on uh, harmonize people with their environments. And recently, you are working with Falun Gong. Yes. But, and what's the, the official name? Dal? It's Falun Dafa. Dafa. Yeah. Yes. Um, so all about energy and health and, and the flow. She also practiced um, Kinomichi for 10 years. Kinomichi is a martial art, a tradition of Budo, developed from Japanese art of Aikido, and by Mashamichi Noro. And I think that's another connection that she has with us, our background in martial arts, which I think is wonderful. And again, attaching everything to energy and flow. And she's lived in Hungary, Russia, Brazil, Colombia, India, Thailand. She learned a lot of her nutrition, not a lot, but a great amount when you lived in India. In India and um, and in Brazil. And in Brazil. (laughs) And you actually lived in an ashram for a while where you learned many health things. I know. Multiple lifetimes. (laughs) (laughs) Multiple lifetimes. And then at that point, she began in 2004 to focus on nutrition, realizing just how powerful um, it is. She's published eBooks on food and nutrition. She gives gluten-free, dairy-free cooking courses, which we hope to incorporate at some point, and also develop programs for changing diet for changing lives. So I guess I'm going to jump in, uh, Tamia, so that people can <laughs> listen to what you have to share. When and how did you get involved with spiritual nutrition? At what point? Yeah, first of all, I'd like to thank you for inviting me for this show and participating, and I'm really grateful for this opportunity. Um, your question is how I got involved with nutrition and spirituality. Um, it's interesting because it was always uh, together in my life, these two mm-hmm. aspects of my life. I could never separate them. Mm-hmm. But my f- very first f- uh, time when I started talking about thinking about food as something uh, really important is it was when I got pregnant with my son. And then I thought, wow, this is now um, a very unique moment of my life when I responsible not only for myself, but for uh, forming another life. And then I started um, doing my research and seeing what was available. At that time, I was in Brazil. So Brazil is a fantastic country because all year round, you have fresh fruits and vegetables Mm -hmm. and everything is colorful and fresh and wonderful. So I was really blessed, you know, in that sense. So I could feed myself and my baby with the best food. Um, And then, you know, when he was born, that was another step, you know, like introducing uh, fresh food and... Yeah, to keep him healthy. Yes. Okay. 
And I think I'm going to back up because I know that all of us did want to say something regarding the coronavirus and how healthy eating has an impact on keeping us healthy. But um, the best thing that we can do, and, and I think that you'd like to maybe share a few words to how nutrition connects with this, is is helping us to remain calm, centered and calm through meditation and other spiritual practices. We'll get through this. We'll get this through together. And I know on our way out here, it, we had an interesting conversation about this. Like in the end, I'm hoping we, we can make lemonade out of a lemon situation that it, it's going to be a reset for us, for our families to be together, to actually sit down and have meals together yes. again. Mm-hmm. So as far as nutrition goes, it's external and internal, the foods that we're taking in, but also with the people with whom we are now quarantined um, in the same room that we actually will get to know our families again. So hopefully. We'll yes, and we have take. more time to spend together, which means mm-hmm. you can cook actually real meals together. You know, and every age group can participate, you know, little kids in different ways than bigger kids. I mean, it is, if you look at it, it's a great opportunity to reset our lives, not only in nutrition, but our, uh, you know, how we live with our families and friends and how we do our, uh, how we love, live our lives. You know, I think you make a good point to me because, um, you know, we, with the pace of how life is, especially in uh, families with, you know, both parents working and everybody's running in all sorts of different directions and they might pick up a carry out and bring it home. And then, you know, someone's eating at the computer, someone's already eaten or whatever. You said something that, that sparked a thought in me about cooking and, and about, you know, engaging together more as a, as a family. So it, due to this situation, p- families are having to spend time together. What better way to shut off the TV or turn the video game off and maybe cook in the kitchen cook together, right? Together. Because you're not going to go anywhere. So use the time you can in a different way that could be more, um, you know, compatible and reigniting times together that otherwise would have been lost. So I thought that. And, that and was I great. also saw in the grocery stores that people not only bought canned food and frozen food, but they also bought food that you can actually cook. Yeah. You know, yeah. like with your yeah. family. And, and yeah. I thought it was a great opportunity. I don't know if people did it consciously or right. it just happened, but wow, you, you bought all that food. So let's cook it yeah. yes. together, yeah. right? It yeah. is a, it's a good opportunity to create community within your own family. What are some of the things that I know that on, on one of your notes you had that it supports the immune system, which right now is exactly what our country, what the world is talking about, is that we need to be careful for people who have weakened immune systems. Yes. So what are some of the things that we can do first before we get into the meditation? And they probably are, in, 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 they work together. Yeah, yeah. So it's a very interesting times that we're living right now about this panic, you know, about viruses. Viruses always been around and they will be here forever. Mm-hmm. We cannot fight them, but we can do things that, you know, protect that ourselves, protect right. ourselves and uh, protect our physical body. So there are mm-hmm. things that we can do besides washing our hands and running water, which is important, running mm-hmm. water and soap. And um, there are other things that we can do that are choosing food wisely, you know, that can support our immune system. And um, these are foods like f- fresh fruits and vegetables, 
fermented food, fresh water. Water is important, you know, it's mm -hmm. source of life. So we need that. Um, sprouts, the other group of uh, foods that they're full of nutrients, they're living food, they're, you eat life, you know, they're mm -hmm. not dead food. So that's mm -hmm. another thing that it's important. I love that. That's, mm -hmm. that's interesting to take in life. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and when you use uh, fresh fruits and vegetables, they are living ingredients. And then when you, you, you may prepare a food with that, you use living ingredients to put life inside of you. But when you use dead food or dead ingredients, that you cannot create life from that. So that's mm -hmm. uh, another uh, interesting thought that when you next time go to a grocery store and start picking uh, items, then think about what you put in your you know, cart. Is it life or dead or oh, death? You know, that, mm -hmm. that reminds me of one of our touchstones of mindfulness, right? So that's really what you're talking about is being very mindful of when you go to the store and being mindful of what, you know, because we can even develop those habits of, you know, people have certain pathways that they develop at a grocery store. They walk into the grocery store, exactly. they pick up their cart and they shoot down a certain mm -hmm. aisle. I've seen it. And people are just great. They don't even look at a package. Mm -hmm. They just like automatically know where they're going to grab something off the shelf and throw it in their cart. And it's just all this on autopilot and an opportunity now to be more mindful of exactly. let's think more this through a little bit about maybe switching something up or being more. It just tied into one of our touchstones of being mindful. It and I thought it that it would be a good You step. know, there was a game that I played with my son in back in Brazil that we went to a, a grocery store. They have a big section of fresh fruits and vegetables. And there are things that I've never seen before. Mm -hmm. So I told him, pick one thing one of the items, let's mm -hmm. take it home and let's find out and Google, you know, on the internet, what, mm -hmm. how we can eat that, what's good for, how we can prepare that. So next time you go to a grocery store and you see something colorful and bright in front of you, but you don't know what to do with it, mm -hmm. just grab it. Because if you like it, it means it talks to you. Mm -hmm. so it wants mm -hmm. you to pick it and mm -hmm. then take it home. Yeah. And then get on the internet, find the recipes. And there are hundreds of millions of recipes that you can find and, and you know, put a new flavor on your table. Well, one of the things that you introduced me to and us to is kombucha. Yeah. And I know I've, I've been familiar with kombucha, but not really the probiotics and how good it makes you feel. So I'm just saying we're having kombucha for those of you who may – I put them in fancy glasses just because it's – Oh, but, this drink de deserves a fancy glass because it's mm -hmm. full of life and flavor and, you know, it just makes you feel really happy. And what are some of the um, – Along with fresh fruits and vegetables, what are some of the antiviral herbs that you would recommend to our listeners? Yeah, I'm right now I'm drinking a tea. I don't know if, if you can see. I have <laughs> tea here. And it has echinacea, which is a herb. It tastes really good. You can buy it in grocery stores anywhere. It's it makes your immune system really strong. How do you how do you say it? Echinacea. Can you spell it? Echinacea, I think. You, 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 oh, well, you, you? It's here. It's here. E C H I N A C A C E A. Yeah, it's just good so people listen because yes, sometimes yes, it's hard absolutely. to pick it up on a you yes. know on a podcast. Yeah. But you know, so oh, that's helpful. Okay. Thank you, Tamia. And um, calendula is the other one. Oh yeah. And I put garlic on my list too. Garlic is interesting because it's one of the number one foods that you have to avoid when you want to mm -hmm. improve your meditation. But in times like this, uh, if you Eat garlic mindfully, and you eat it with a purpose. 
that it actually makes you resistant and it helps you to fight viruses, yeah. then then it won't interfere in your meditation because with mindfulness, with your intention, you can actually change the effect of this food on your body. Of course, you're not going to eat a handful of garlic. <laughs> right. yeah. But um, one glove of, of garlic will be essential in these times. And it reminds me of something that you shared with me about Deepak Chopra, who said that um, it, the food finds its way as information um, to your yes, place. Food, Could you yeah, explain yeah, that, how, what that means? With, I love when I heard it, it just clicked because it was fantastic what he says. He says, food is not only a sum of fibers and nutrients and minerals. It's information, too. In the, in the food that you eat, you receive the whole history of that food. If it was a fruit, for example, you um, receive the information of the seed that was planted and it was, uh, you know, nurtured and, and then it grew and then and then it was harvested and then it was processed and taken to your store. There's a whole history in it and that information goes into your body. And if and this thought also leads us to the difference between uh, organic food and um, uh, conventional food. Because when you eat organic food, the history of it is totally different from uh, a f uh, food that was conventionally made. Not only on the level of uh, having pesticides and harsh, harmful chemicals in it, but the whole process. Because when you produce something uh, in an organic way, it means from the moment that you pick a seed and, and put it in the soil, everything is organic. You know, the, the soil is organic. The, the connection with nature, the nature's rhythm is organic. Using rainwater is organic. Uh, respecting the, the phases of moon and, uh, and, um, and the seasons is organic. So you receive all that respect, all this harmony with nature in that organic food. Would you mind sharing a little bit that just remind me when you're talking about the lunar cycle about your grandmother? Oh, yes. She she didn't have um, the formal education in nutrition. It wasn't in yes, but she had nutrition. the wisdom of of the people, exactly. you know, like uh, from that would be passed on from generation to generation, and. Um, she asked me because I, I have two sisters, but I was the one who was open to it. She asked me to go with her in uh, early spring to the woods and collect herbs. And she, people thought that she was a witch. And I was like, <laughs> next, next generation witch, which may be true. So and then she always told me on specific days, we had to go in specific hour. And then I didn't understand. I thought she, she just couldn't sleep because we had to wake up like four o'clock in the morning or three o'clock and go to the woods. And it turns out that her wisdom would guide us to to collect specific herbs and specific, specific time of the year, specific mm. phase of the moon, and a specific time of the day. There are all kinds of important things that you need to know when you pick an herb um, it's more potent if you collect the right time in the right way. So I've been doing it for years and years with her, which I thought was, oh, my God, I have to get up early. But nowadays, I'm, I'm so grateful for that because she introduced me the idea of respecting nature. And, and then when you respect nature, nature respects you, too. So, and if we could do it not just on a personal level, but on a bigger level, like a global level, level, then yes. you know, because nature, what you had said, is the true healer. Exactly. That 
that we are humbled by things that happen like a virus or world events, um, that we realize that nature is really in control. Exactly, because nature mm-hmm. is life. And then when we're going through hard times, we want life support us. Mm-hmm. So everything that comes from nature, um, like these moments, is food or essential oils or crystals. They mm-hmm. all have energies and powers to to strengthen us and, and help us to protect ourselves from viruses, for instance. And can yeah. we go back to that information that we were talking about received through food that if someone is maybe in a bad mood or cooking food void of intention or love, how does that affect the food that we take in? There so it's mindful to know when you go to exactly. restaurants. Exactly. Lots of times. A lot of a seed out. They, people actually say it's more, imp- not, not what's on your plate is the most important thing, but what your mind, state of mind and your emotional state is when you eat that food that mm-hmm. is on your plate. Mm-hmm. It's, it's interesting because we are the power to transform and transmute food that goes into our body. Uh, according to those energies, you know, the subtle energies that which is in your mind and in your in your heart. And so if you eat mindfully, the most simple food, or I would go actually that far, if that food actually has some chemicals in it, and so it's not the purest food, but your state of mind is pure, and you're mindful, you can actually eat that food and not being affected by those harmful chemicals. Mm-hmm. But also the opposite is true, that you put the best food on the plate, but you're angry or you're upset or you're stressed Mm -hmm. out and you eat that food, it won't do any good to you Mm -hmm. because you just don't have the right internal environment to receive all those good things in it. Mm -hmm. So, how about the person preparing the food? That's the other thing. I believe, I don't believe because it's science, that energy is everything and everything is energy. And our interaction with food is a form of energy, and then it goes into the food. So a person, which in ancient cultures, preparing food for a community was always a sacred act. And people for that were carefully chosen and trained because they they knew the power of the person who deals with food, that energy of that person, what she feels or he feels or what's in her heart goes into the food, which can affect the whole community. Nowadays, we kind of lost this connection, this mm-hmm. subtle uh, connection with food. So there can be people who are stressed out, tired, angry, upset, preparing food, and that goes on your plate, and then you eat that energy too. So when you do, but there is a vaccine for that. (laughs) If you eat mindfully, which I said just a couple of minutes ago, if you eat mindfully and with with, um, gratitude, then you can actually transmute that energy. But if you eat just like uh, because you're hungry and then you you toss it inside of you and you don't even taste it, then all that Mm -hmm. energy goes in it. And I believe that that, you touched on such a key point in at least in our country that there is so much depression and obesity and i think it could be because we are eating mindlessly and we are eating food that is created mindlessly that it is mass produced that we don't even connect meat to animals anymore it's a package mm-hmm. we don't connect 
the vegetables to the fruit to the planet anymore because everything is hurry up, eat it now, fast, processed, that that love or that intention is taken out of it. And do you believe that that... that yes, I the, totally believe. Our disconnection with nature is, the, the I believe, the primary problem because when you don't know where the, uh, the vegetables are coming from or what you just said, the meat comes from, you don't appreciate the effort of those people mm-hmm. who produce that food or you don't appreciate the life of the animal who gave up his own life to feed you. <clears throat> when we lose this connection, then we, we just start eating um, basically for our taste buds. We don't eat mindfully anymore. Exactly. We don't eat for keeping us healthy. We don't eat for keeping us strong or peaceful or, you know, we don't feed the love that is inside us. We feed anger. We feed stress. So, and then when it, when you have nothing to control you because you have no respect for nature, no respect for the animal, then you just eat constantly. And then your mm-hmm. taste buds are constantly hungry. They always need stimuli because this is how they feel alive. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. because they always only receive chemicals and dead food. So in order to keep them alive, you need to put food inside of you. This is one of the reasons that we have obesity. Of course, there are many reasons to it, but I right. think right. In, in a moment when we make the first step to get closer to nature and see, really see nature and start respecting nature, then it comes back to us. We start respecting ourselves. Mm-hmm. And lots of times I asked my clients, when was the moment when you stopped loving yourself? Because that was the moment when you started developing health problems, you know, and then, and then it's really the key is love and it comes from the respect to nature. And then people who do meditation, mindfulness, it's, they are already at the path of restoring that love for themselves and for others, you know, and the food can be involved in this process because all your cells or your physical body, excuse me, physical body is is built up from those uh, nutrients that you receive through food. So, and and I just think that that is an important part to hit upon. And 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 I wish in some way that I hope people hear that and and we can we can change that because I do believe that we need to get that intention, even even to give thanks when you're eating something that maybe wasn't prepared with love and intention that you can put good intention into what you're eating and be thankful. And we keep talking about reset buttons, but I think that's what mindation is about is the the big overall reset button for our lives. When we become mindful and grateful and have gratitude for where our food comes from, I think that begins a healing process that, that I can speak personally just from the things that you've shared with me. When I feel well, when I'm feeling full of energy, I find that I eat less. Yes. I don't eat mindlessly. I'm more mindful. Um, it it's because food is only one of the a few energy sources that we need. You know, if you that's meditate, it's an energy source. If you're in nature, that's another source. If you have balanced and loving relationship with people, that's a source of energy. Sleeping good is another one. Nowadays, when we are stressed out and our relationships are messed up, 
our only source, basically, and we don't sleep good, is food. So we, we try to eat as much as possible. It's not because we just you know, lost control. It's because we're relying on one energy source only. But we have many, you know. So nature is one of the biggest. And then if you notice that you spend lots of time in nature, besides um, feeling good, you actually feel that you're not that hungry anymore. Because you feed yourself, you get right. nutrients exactly. from a different source. Because what's hunger? Hunger is your body needs nutrients, right? So if you, if you get it from different sources, then you're, you, you don't need to rely on food, only on food anymore. So, and if you look at kids, did you notice that kids eat very little? Not because they have small stomach. It has nothing to do with the size. It's because kids are still receiving nutrients and from different sources. They play a lot. They're, they love their parents. You know, they're, they have lots of internal, um, stories inside of them that feeds them. You know, they're connected to nature. They're connected to a little bug, a bird or anything around them. So they don't need only food to nurture them because they get, you know, they receive all those, uh, nutrients from other sources. So well, I'm just going to say I'm thrilled that we have two parts. <laughs> this <laughs> yeah. was part one because this this is a great conversation. Yeah. So I th- so thank you for that. I mean, thank, thank you for you. starting the conversation because I think it's I you know I, I feel like so for our audience I we are doing this in in two parts. So this particular episode that you're listening to right now will be released within the next 48 hours. Um, we're we're doing another episode that will be released next week uh, that's going to continue this conversation with Tamia and the team. And I think it's really important and exciting because I think right now we're just – we're really, really just scratching the surface of this conversation. We are going to take a mu- much deeper dive as we get more into talking. Tamia opened up this conversation, which I want to talk a little bit more about on our next uh, episode, and that is about the children and why is it that children are so pure and connected and how do how how is it that we start there and then we become so disconnected as we get older and then now we're trying to get reconnect and press the reset as Deb was saying. So a lot more good things to come. I'm going to really encourage you to tune in um, a week from tomorrow. I think it's going to be around the 23rd is when the second episode will be released. But you got some really exciting information here. To me, is going to have a lot more to say. Um, so we'll be looking forward to uh, to seeing you Thank then. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you.